Where the heck are these Darlene and Power contracts? Your Locked On Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome in to the Locked On Sabres podcast. Joe DiBiase here on a beautiful Monday in Buffalo, New York. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to today's show. Uh, we have a lot to get to on today's show. We've got some intra-division talk with a big trade between two teams in the Sabres division. And where are these contracts for Rasmus Dahlin and Owen Power? We'll get to all of that coming up here on the Locked on Sabres podcast. If you're looking for us on the socials, you could do that at Locked on Sabres on both YouTube and on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter specifically at Locked on or at Sneaky Joe Sports. We love taking your Twitter questions and your YouTube questions as always or comments if you've got a thought on anything that we tackle here on the show. Feel free. I got a couple of mailbag questions to get to on today's show and one of which actually is our main topic of the day relating to both the Rasmus Dahlin and Owen Power contracts that we thought were going to happen pretty early on. At least the Dahlin one hasn't happened to this point here on July 10th. So that's coming up here on the show. Stay tuned for that. Uh, Before we get to our Sabres content, though, of the day, I do want to jump in with the big trade in the Atlantic division between two Divisional teams, you don't often see that, right? These GMs love to talk about how, uh, or at least the rumors are, that they would never trade a guy in division or you have to pay a premium to uh, make a trade in the division. Well, here we go. Ottawa trades Alex Dabrinkat to the Detroit Red Wings for forward Dominic Kubalik, a prospect, a conditional first-round pick, along with a fourth-round pick. Uh, The prospect, Donovan Sabrango, not a superstar prospect, but a, a, a interesting guy further down the depth chart for the Red Wings that is going back to Ottawa. Dominic Kubalik, not nothing going back to Ottawa. I mean, he is a player that should help them in their middle six. Kubalik, um, you may remember a very... Um, uh, or I shouldn't say very, but a pretty good player for Chicago for a couple of years. Had a 30-goal season for Chicago, a couple of double-digit goal seasons below 20. And then with Detroit last year, 20 goals, 25 assists for 45 points. So nothing crazy here in terms of uh, the potential, but uh, a pretty good player uh, nonetheless in Dominic Kubelik. He's going back to Ottawa uh, in the conditional first-round pick. So that is going to be... What, a middle first-round pick, maybe even a late first-round pick, but I might want to guess that it'll be more towards the middle. Um, Not the same price at all that Ottawa traded one year and three days ago to get to bring it from the Chicago Blackhawks. So they took a gamble, and you know what? It was a gamble that everyone seemed to know in the moment Ooh, that's not going to go very, that's not going to go well for them. Um, So I I think it looks pretty bad for Ottawa, I think, one year later. It's kind of embarrassing, I think. You traded a first-round pick, top 10, a seventh overall pick to Chicago to get this guy. He was going into an RFA season. I'm sure I talked about it on this show when that trade went down that, 
You're if you're Ottawa, you're taking a big risk if you're assuming this guy is going to sign an extension with you someday. You might have to trade him one year from now, and that is exactly what ended up happening. Um, and Debrinket made it known in his meeting with the media in Detroit that he was really never interested at all in signing a deal with Ottawa. Ottawa traded for him without no without talking to him. And that is maybe the biggest cardinal sin, I think, um, of this. So Ottawa, I think, takes one on the chin here. Kind of embarrassing for them. Um, they lose some value along the way as well. And they don't get him signed. And they have to trade him in division because that's where he wanted to go. So tough one, I thought, for the Senators. Do they take a big hit on their roster? I mean, it is a hit. You know, I've talked about how I think the Sabres have had a better offseason than Ottawa has. And the Sabres aren't even a team that's done all that much, right? Connor Clifton and Eric Johnson are the two big moves, and they retained everybody else. But just retaining and adding a couple of pieces is a better offseason than Ottawa's had. Ottawa, and there's it's not over, but they have to trade away one of their better goal scorers and Alex to bring it. They bring in a guy that's an okay player in Kubalik, but not as good. So they're downgrading there. Um, they lose Matt Murray in goal and they're not really able to replace him. They signed Jonas Corposalo. I thought a big overpay in goal. So I don't really like this from Ottawa's perspective. And I don't think they took a step forward this off season at all. And to be honest, I don't really love this trade for Detroit either. Now I will say, he certainly makes Detroit better on the short term. But here's another move by Steve Eiserman in the Red Wings where they just don't have that pipeline of young talent right here, ready to go like the Sabres do to make the NHL team better. So what are they doing? They're supplementing with a lot of veteran pieces. You know, they signed Andrew Kopp last free agency. At 20, he's 29 years old now, $5.6 million. JT Comfer off via free agency, 28 years old, $5.1 million. David Perron, 35 years old, $4.75 million. Um, Robbie Fabry, 27 years old, $4 million. Um, who else? Ben Chariot, 32 years old, $4.75 million. Shane Gossespierre, 30 years old, $4.1 million. Justin Hall, 31 years old, $3.4 million. Who, Billy Husso, uh, 30, 28 years old, $4.75 million. Uh, all of these guys are pretty good hockey players. None of them, though, are great. All of them are veterans, and all of them, I think, are overpays, uh, overpayment for that middle of the road, either free agency or trade guy. Debrinket, maybe needing the best of him. Maybe you can say he's a little bit better than pretty good, but I do not like this formula for the Red Wings. I think it might make them okay, but I don't think it'll ever make them great. Maybe they're competing with the Sabres for a playoff spot this year, but I think they are capped. Unless Moritz Sider or Lucas Raymond take huge steps forward, which has not happened in the last 12 months. Um, at least it didn't happen last season is all I mean by that. I don't think they're going anywhere serious. They could maybe squeeze into a playoff spot, but that's the most I see. I hate the job Steve Eiserman is doing uh, with the Red Wings, if I am being frank. And this to break a trade, listen, he's the best of the bunch of all those name players I just named, but not a superstar player, not a franchise player to me, not a core build around him type of guy. And I think that's the spot he might be thrust into with the Red Wings. He signs a four-year extension with Detroit, $7.875 million. 25-year-old, interesting uh, term. He'll take him to his age 29 season. So 
don't love it for Ottawa in the short term, and I don't love it for Detroit on the long term. That's my take on the uh, the Alex Debrinka trade, a big trade in the Sabres division, the Atlantic division. We'll get to the Sabres when we come back. We are a Sabres show, of course. Um, I've got a Twitter mailbag question to get to. Um, is, go- is the genesis of our main topic of today. One listener kind of reminded me of something. Where are these big contracts for the Sabres? Coming up on the Lockdown Sabres podcast, we are presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Take your first swing at betting Major League Baseball on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount and bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. It's not just baseball. I was looking at some Dawson Knox over-unders today on FanDuel, and I'd made a couple bets. I like Dawson Knox over four and a half touchdowns, uh, over under four, 425 yards receiving, um, like both of those lines for Knox, just a football bet, just, you know, middle of June, July. Why not? Uh, $200 you could spend uh, in bonus bets, betting anything from the money line to the over under to who you think is going to have the first home run in a major league baseball game, all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus when you win, you get paid Instantly, there's no better place to bet on Major League Baseball than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So sign up today, visit fanduel.com slash locked on, get up to $200 in bonus bets. It's fanduel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. Welcome back to the Locked On Sabres podcast. Joe DiBiase, thanks for making us your first listen every day. Um, I have a neat idea that I'm putting together for a future show um, for Locked On Sabres here. And I I'll release more details later, but the we've done this before on the show. I kind of want to make it an annual tradition. Sabres Super Draft. That sound it might that sounds exciting. Stay tuned to the next show. I'll have more details on that. Um, and it's if you've listened to the show, if you're a longtime listener, you know back into the heyday of uh of the COVID years, even when we uh, had nine months. Remember between Saber games, that long period of time. We had a lot of fun doing a Saber Super Draft. I think we're going to bring that back here on the show. We're putting it together uh, as we speak. Need a couple of other participants, and I think we have uh, three others that are in, but I uh, don't want to release any details until we have that completely locked down. So stay tuned on that. Um, all right. I had a mailbag question, sent out a tweet, wanted some mailbag questions, and I got a couple. Um, one, though, I wanted to really just thrust into the spotlight and make our main topic of today's show because I think it's a question worth asking. Where, and this is from uh, Leslie Simon on uh, on Twitter, where are the Darlene and Power contracts? Radio silent on both of these contracts. It's a good question, and I want to get to both of their contracts here, break them down, uh, kind of reset what I think these contracts should look like, and again, where they are. So I'll start with Darlene, because I think Rasmus Darlene's extension at the moment is the more interesting of the two for um, for what's going to happen in, in the next couple of weeks and maybe even in the next month or so. Um, Darlene is, it makes all the sense in the world that he would be extended now, this offseason, not necessarily today or this week, but this offseason, it makes all the sense in the world that Darlene would be extended. He's going into the final year of his contract at $6 million. He's 23 years old. He's coming off what, what I thought was a Norris caliber season for the first three quarters of the year, tapered off a little bit at the end due to injuries and whatnot. But his best season by far established himself, I thought, 
as one of the best, if not the best, all-around defenseman in all of hockey. And I would make the case that he's the best all-around defenseman in all of hockey. Maybe even earning his stripes as the captain of this team. He got he gained more of an edge and more of a leadership um, type of voice, it seemed like, in this season. Um, so, Dahlin, all right. Of course they'd want to make him a part of the long term. They want him, and I think have, have anointed him as the, the current face of the franchise. So, face of the franchise, let's get a deal done. What does that contract look like? And Dahlin is in an interesting spot. He's got some teammates that not even necessarily on purpose have kind of walked into very team-friendly contracts. And in the NHL, of course, because they are guaranteed contracts, you're taking a risk by signing a long-term deal as a player at a number because if you become a better player than that, too bad. You can't ask for a pay raise. It's not like football. You are locked into that number for the next however long. For Tage Thompson, for instance – you know, if I'm Tage Thompson's agent, slapping my forehead. Maybe Thompson is completely fine. And Tage, I'm sure, is completely fine um, with how it ended up. But if I'm Thompson's contract, I'm throwing my head back like, what did I do? I signed this $10 million player up for seven years of $7.1 million. I haven't even started yet, starting this season. So if I'm Darlene's agent, I don't want to make that same mistake. I've seen the Sabres now take advantage of two young core players um, and get them on team-friendly deals by signing them early. If I'm Darlene, I don't want to let that happen. So what that number comes in at maybe is the holdup. I don't know what the holdup is, to be honest, um, because it, we heard rumors that it would happen right away, July 1st, the first day it was able to, and it didn't. So, okay, fine, patience. We have months until the season, but we're in a bit of a waiting period, holding pattern. Um, if I am Darlene, or I should even say if I'm Darlene's agent, is really how I should put this, should put this I need $10 million minimum. I need $10 million minimum if I'm Rasmus Dahlin. And if I'm the Sabres, you know, I could negotiate hard if I want this offseason. But to me, you got to get that deal done during this offseason. You don't want to enter next year in a contract year for Dahlin. You know, what does the extension still look like? You know, having that hang over his head. You know what? New era for the Buffalo Sabres. Not even that if they went into the season like, uh-oh, you know, DEFCON won for, uh, for Dahlin. Oh, he's going to want to leave. No, 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 not that. But don't even want to have it out there. You don't even want to have it as a wonder, as a thought, uh, something in the back of any everyone's mind. Don't even bother with it. Because you know what? That's something that the Sabres in the past would have done. They always messed around. Whether it was Sam Reinhart signing him to another, a second bridge contract rather than a long-term extension. Or if I go way back, messing around with Danny Briere and Chris Drury's contracts. You know, of course, that's the number one example probably of this. Or Michael Pekka, uh, his contract way back when. There's so many countless examples of the Sabres just being, you know, getting way too cute, being way too worried about money and just, you know, getting the best deal possible. And then they end up spoiling a relationship with the player and it ends. I don't think that's going to be Kevin Adams. I don't think that's going to be this Sabres hockey department. Um, but I just get it done at some point and I'll be good. I don't care if it happens now. I don't care if it happens on September 1st or the day before the regular season begins. But I'd like, really like to see them get a deal done with Darlene before the year. And again, because I think Darlene is the best player on the team and because he's a Norris caliber defenseman, one of the best in the world, I think that number is going to fall in north of $10 million. I would not go to 11. I do not. I no longer believe 
and maybe even before, I'm not sure how much I believed it, that he would become the highest paid defenseman in hockey. That's $11.5 million, which currently Eric Carlson owns. But I do think Darlene will get $10 million plus. Kind of anoint him as the, you're the face of the franchise. You're our guy. You know, maybe they'll make him captain at some point. If you've heard me, I, I don't know how much I've shared this opinion, at least once or twice. My plan of action for the Sabres would be a Poso back this year, you know, have him share the captaincy with Darlene, almost like a transition period. Have them be co-captains for a year. Oposo can kind of take him under his wing, you know, show him what it's like to be captain. Um, and, if, you know, uh, Michael and Jim in the office when Jim becomes co-manager. Uh, have anoint Darlene as co-manager uh, to uh, to Michael Scott or in this uh, situation, Kyle Oposo. But the extension, I would guess seven, eight years at $10 million plus. I think the Sabres will do a great job for themselves if they're able to get him at less than $10 million. Um, I still, by the way, not only do I believe it would be good for the Sabres to get the deal done before the start of the season, I still thoroughly believe they will. You know, rumors we hear and, you know, some little blurbs we hear behind the scenes, nothing concrete enough to share, but just things you hear, whispers. I would still fully believe that the Sabres are going to get that deal done uh, before the start of the year. And I'm I'm personally not worried about whether or not, whether them actually doing it. Uh, all right, coming back. What about Owen Power? That's next here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast. Welcome back to the Locked On Sabres podcast with Joe DiBiase. And thanks for making us your first listen every day. All right. Owen Power. His extension, too. Also a talking point. Where's Owen Power's extension? Kevin Adams now twice. End of season press conference. Draft press conference. has or, uh, Free agency press conference. One of the two. He was in the last couple of weeks. Has spoken about a desire to sign Owen Power to a long-term contract. Makes sense from the Sabres' perspective. He has one year left on his contract before he becomes a restricted free agent, um, is not eligible for arbitration, and also not eligible to be offer-sheeted. So a restricted free agent, but almost like a super restricted free agent. Like there is nothing he can do about it next year other than sign a new deal um, or sit out. And, of course, that would never happen, do uh, you think? so? Owen Power, what about this offseason, though, for an extension? 20 years old, he's only played one season, plus a you know a couple games in the year before, but one season for the Buffalo Sabres. What is going to happen on that front? And if it happened now, what would a deal like? And I thought a lot about this. And I think the most likely outcome for Owen Power is that the season will begin and he'll still be on the contract he's currently on. He'll play out the final year of his entry-level contract at $916,000, and then he'll become an RFA the year after. I think the Sabres have every right to want to sign him and to try to get him to sign, but I just don't think it's going to get done. If I'm the Sabres, you know, the reason I might be doing it is, ooh, can we get Owen Power on a seven-year deal at $7 million? You know, bring him in at around that same number that Tage Thompson and Dylan Cousins are at. He's already an elite offensive defenseman, an elite puck-moving defenseman. And you know what? Number one overall pick. He's young. He hasn't fully matured yet, his body. So we have full faith that he's going to figure out the defensive zone. And I personally believe that that's the case, and that's how the Sabres should feel, that he'll get it together, and he'll figure out how to become an elite defensive defenseman. Um, And that'll come with age. So let me sign him now. Let me sign him now. I don't even feel like it's that risky. Number one overall pick, great year one. What's the risk? 
Well, he's going to be bad. I, I, I just, at some point, like you're going to hate that contract. I just don't see that happening. So maybe you try to get him at $7 million, but to get it done, my thought on, like, if I'm Owen Powers agent, let me put myself back in the shoes of the role of the agent. All right, Kevin Adams calls me. Hey, we want to do a deal with Owen. Uh, we'd like to tie him to the team long term. You know, sign him one of the, we're signing all our core guys to seven, eight year contracts, and we believe he's a core member. So we're going to offer you seven years, $7 million per at $49 million total. What do you think? I'm, if I'm Darlene's, if I'm Powers agent, I, I hang up with Kevin Adams and say, okay, I'll get back to you. I call Owen and I say, Listen, they're offering they're offering seven times seven. I think if you go out next year and you improve, you take a big step forward, you go from you know great second pair defenseman in year one, great offensive, great transition, um, but not so consistent in your defense. And you go back bigger, stronger, improve in your own end, improve your shot a little bit, so maybe you score a few more goals. I think that's coming for power. By the way, putting myself back in the uh, sneaky Joe shoes, uh, he'll score more than four goals. Back to agent, I think. You should either get them at off re counter at nine million dollars per year, or tell them we'll wait till next season. But we won't do a deal for less than nine million dollars if you want to do it right now. The buy now price is nine million dollars. That's what I would want to call back with to Kevin Adams with. Listen, we don't necessarily want to do an extension right now. We'd rather play out the final year of this deal, see if he can earn more, become a great player, take a giant step forward. But if you if you want to get the deal done now that badly, we'll do it at nine. But we're not doing it any less because we feel Owen can become and will become a ten plus million dollar defenseman just like Rasmus Dahlin. That's my counter to Kevin Adams. And I don't know how likely is a Kevin is Kevin Adams to come in at a and I'm just making up the nine million dollar number. But I think that's that's an educated guess. I think that's a fair you know, uh, guessing point for what power would be at $9 million. Would Adams go to that number? Because I would, I hesitate to think he would at this moment in time. So I think both sides, you know, put it on hold and just, you know, put it over in a folder over here for 12 months and we'll come back and we'll talk to you after year two, and then we'll get a deal done. That's how I think Owen power is going to go. So I'm not holding my breath. I don't think that that deal is going to get done this summer. Uh, I could be wrong. You know, maybe Adams is more, you know, I don't want to say desperate, but more um, more aggressive and wanting to get that deal done right now. Um, so I'd guess absolutely that deal with Rasmus Dahlin is going to get done before the start of the season. And I do not believe, you may be bad, I do not believe that an Owen Power extension is going to come this summer. So a very long way of answering uh, Leslie's question. Uh, I think the Dahlin contract is coming. Don't hold your breath about the uh, the Power contract, though. All right, as I said, coming up next, hopefully some more details about this Super Saber draft idea that we've executed in the past as a show, and I want to bring back uh, as an annual tradition here on the Lockdown Sabers podcast uh, with a rotating cast of guests every year. Um, so more details on that to come on our next show, putting it together as we speak. Uh, maybe we'll get some more movement. Maybe we'll get some more trades. One other show topic that I have planned uh, for the next couple of weeks, looking through the Sabres opening night lineup as it stands today. Uh, guessing at that, um, maybe even ranking it. So stay tuned for that. Uh, at Sneaky Joe Sports, at Lockdown Sabres, and uh, feel free to comment on our YouTube channel. Just uh, remember, keep it clean. Thanks for listening here on Locked on Sabres. We will talk to you next time. And uh, for your everydayers, again, 
big announcement hopefully coming in the uh, the next day or so here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast.